you. She had to get a pimp, she couldn't make it on her own Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head Say what? It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under My brother's doing bad 
past on my mother's TV. Says she watches too much, it's just not healthy. All my children in the daytime, Dallas at night, can't even see the game or the Sugar Ray fight. The bill collectors, they ring my phone. Scares my wife when I'm not home. I got a bum's education, double digits, inflation. Can't take the train, did the job, did a strike at the station. A neon King Kong standing on my back, can't stop the turnaround. Broke my sacroiliac, mid range migraine, cancer, membrane. Sometimes I think I'm going to say, I swear I might have jack a plane. Don't push me, cause something close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. Say what? It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Because only God knows what you go through. You'll grow when you get a living second rate. And your eyes will sing a song of deep hate. The places you play and where you stay looks like one great big alleyway. You'll admire all the number book takers, dumb pimps and pushers, and the big money makers. Drive a big car, spend the 20s and 10s, and you want to grow up to be just like them. <laughs> Smuggling, strollers, burglars, and gamblers, pickpocket, peddlers, even panhandling. You say I'm cool, I'm no fool, but then you wind up out of high school, now you're unemployed, all non-boy, walking round like a pretty boy, boy, turn stick up kid, but look what you done did, got set up for the eight-year bid, now your manhood is choked, you're a made task, spend the next two years as an undercover bag being used in a view, served like hell to a day, you were found hung dead in the cell, it was plain to see that your life was lost, you was cold and your body swung back and forth, but now your eyes are the sad, sad song, how you live so fast and die so young, so This is DMURBF. Thank you for tuning in. This is just the BF this time. Unfortunately, Dane McLean cannot make it. But, you know, it's a, it's a start. Today in our studio, we have special guest Jared Matlow. Jared, what's it like being an upcoming artist in this day and age? Well, man, it's kind of difficult. It's, uh, there's a lot of platforms for artists to be listened to now. So finding the right one that really works with an artist is probably the best formula. You know, some people, they excel Instagram. Some people Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter. I'm trying to get on it all, but... Uh, I don't know, getting ahead of that is kind of hard, you know. There's people with existing followings, you know, starting from scratch, building it up. It's definitely, uh, it takes a process that uh, it takes time. Yeah, so this, uh, you use social media and like every, like, are you on every platform like SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music, like everything you can get your hands on or are you kind of like favoriting one over the other? Um, as of right now, it's going to be mostly YouTube, actually. Um, YouTube. Most of my advertising is actually coming from either Facebook or Instagram. Instagram is where I'm mostly promoting right now. Um, my goal is to get all the traffic to, to the YouTube. Mm-hmm. And in three weeks' time, I should have a couple projects that will come out that will actually be released onto Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, all of those other platforms, maybe even Deezer. That's exciting. Hey, yeah. Deezer, I use that before. Oh, do you actually? Yeah. yeah, I've heard that's kind of new. Yeah, it's like Spotify, but it's different. Yeah. And yeah, it's the way you approach it. But yeah, they have a lot of underground stuff that you don't really see on Spotify, which is funny because Spotify has like everyone and everything. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's pretty cool. Um, I I remember it. So, what is your your YouTube handle? Because we tried looking you up, me and Dane, before he had a jet, but right, we right. couldn't find you. Yeah, do you know what? That would be for the reason that I actually just made everything yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yesterday, <laughs> this everything. I was went a ghost. Live. Yeah, I was a ghost <laughs> off the radar completely. Yeah. Okay, that that, one, that makes sense. Yeah, no one can find me. Now you can find me. The Instagram is Matt Jalo. The YouTube is Matt Jalo. You can find everything under my name. 
Yeah, because yeah. when we searched you up, we just found J Lo, like J, uh, like Jen, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, this is a pretty confusing, name. <laughs> right? But I mean, hey, it's a start, right? Exactly. I like once you start putting out more projects, and you know, I guess it's essential that people put like the Matt in front uh, of the search term, then it'll be easily distinguishable, which is cool. One day, yeah, yeah, one day. yeah. <laughs> that's gonna be hard to uh, compete with J Lo. Yeah, she's yeah. pretty big. Oh, I, yeah. I think I've heard of her. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I don't know. I think most people. have. Yeah. So why don't you give us a little history um, about you as as an as an artist you said you just you're literally up and coming like you just started yeah yeah okay well with that i first started writing music okay so Mm -hmm. here's the difference i'm starting out now Mm -hmm. launching the career okay but i have actually started writing music when i was about 16 so i started back in high school and you know this is coming from the guy that couldn't pick up a pen and paper to save his (laughs) life growing up you know i hated writing essays you know poetry all that stuff um and then i remember i sat down one time in high school my teacher, he uh, he let me use this one song, right? And mm-hmm. it was uh, for poetry. And I got an 80 on it, right? So hey. after that, I just kind of put a good note on things like poetry. It's awesome. You know, you're good at it. Yeah. Started getting into it. Started doing some things for me. And uh, yeah, eventually it was just kind of like an escape. You know, you could write about your problems. You could write about uh, just anything on your mind, you know, like eventually it became about the women, right? Yeah. yeah hit puberty, you know, and all I'm seeing is women. <laughs> so, your, your brain just, like, changes, like, all the chemistry just, like, hey, maybe exactly. you should focus on this a little bit more. Yeah, it's like that light bulb <laughs> yeah, goes yeah. on, you know, and then it's like, okay, right? So that started. Um, and then, yeah, after that, it was really just, uh, I sat on it for about three, three years. So I sat on my music, and I did nothing with it, which was kind of too bad, honestly. But yeah. it was just some things in my life, you know, not allowing me to be able to move forward with that. But uh, now I'm here. So I have had all that time to work on this, mm-hmm. and now I'm finally just going to be putting it out. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah, honestly, it's uh, it's great to be here. Yeah, so you say you've had a, a couple of projects in the work. Have these I, I can't imagine you just started that, like, this morning. Oh, no. So those had to be, in, like, a, a work in progress before you even announced, like, your social media career. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah, my more serious work, because, again, I refer to writing music from when I was 16. Yeah. Of course, the quality and content has changed since then till now, right? <laughs> well, so, fingers crossed. Well, fingers crossed, right? I mean, we never know. Yeah. I think so. But we'll see. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, now I think um, – sorry, what was the question again? Uh, just how uh, so your project that came earlier they you must have been working on them for some time before you launched your right, social media right 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 um, so about a year ago actually is when I started oh. my first project so the song oh, that wow. I'm going to be releasing first it's called Medical Twist that was the first one that I'd ever seriously sat down and actually just wrote just got it off my head and it actually surprisingly because my, mo- my main focus growing up was mostly hip hop mm-hmm Everybody wants to be a rapper. And I yeah. <laughs> Let's face it. Everybody wants to be a rapper. But I'm not a rapper. I am kind of trying to figure out this R&B kind of like mix, I guess you could say. Medical Twist is unique because it has a reggae flow to it. Ooh. So there's different levels to it. There's different genres. It's hard to group me into one genre because mm-hmm. there's going to be so many different angles of music being available for the public to hear that it's going to be hard to choose one genre that really defines me you know yeah so speaking of genres uh and talking about influences have your influences had a direct impact on your genres like have because a lot of artists nowadays like you just said like they blend stuff together so has that been like well i want to do that or has it just been like you know i just don't really see reggae and hip-hop kind of in this sense or maybe even the local scene in calgary yeah yeah. so maybe you're trying to like go for that or Honestly, it would be a very pioneer move, I yeah. think it would be. I mean, like Snoop Dogg did it, right? That yeah. was, he did the whole Snoop Lion thing, and everyone's got their own spin on it, Snoop I guess. Lion. Yeah, Snoop Lion, remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is this guy serious? I was like, there's yeah. no way. Right? Yeah, but still, we're <laughs> Uncle Snoop, though, still. Yeah. But yeah, no. Um, getting back to the question, though, mm-hmm. that was the, um, what was the question again? <laughs> um, so basically, w- when you're talking about music and your influences, um, it kind of defines you as an artist and as a genre. I mean, artists, you're you're always supposed to kind of like experiment. You know, you, oh, ne- you never right, want to okay, be, yeah. you never just want to be like isolated to like, hey, I'm just doing hip hop. Right. I make hip hop beats. Well, like, what I would refer to as references would be Travis Scott and Post yeah. Malone. Okay. I think Post Malone, you know, the way he was able to bring Ozzy into a song with him and really just give that original, just true, genuine, raw rock feeling, you know? Like, he was able to add that level that I think is lacking in a lot of music, you know? Like, he brought the true sound. He brought the guitar, you know? It wasn't Mm -hmm. a synth sound. It was very unique and genuine. And I think that 
honestly, I think it's going to be every 20 years, things seem to do a loop. Yeah. Right? So our 20, our 20 yeah. years ago right now, that's 2000. So most of the music that I'm trying to go in the direction with would be stuff like that. Okay. Early 2000s kind of flow, you know? Yeah. So the way that Post Malone was able to bring Ozzy into it, it's like I kind of want to do that with maybe like some 2000s artists, you know? And maybe get a different take on something like that. That's funny because we just had Gwen Stefani play just before we started. That is interesting, actually. Yeah, I know. I noticed that when I first walked in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you could get her on a track, that would be, I would. Right? Well, I would love to see that. Yeah, most Because definitely. that'd be like pop hip hop. I mean, that's literally, I feel like every kind of big, like if you think of like Cardi B, it's like pop hip hop. Right. Hey, the shit is bananas. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's good. It's good. I like it. I like it, and I like when artists like aren't afraid to like detour from yeah. their their genre. You know, exactly. Like I look at the Gorillas, and you know, even Post Malone's. When I saw when I saw that he did a collab with Ozzy, I was like, did he sample him or something? Yeah, like how <laughs> does that like, work? Yeah. I was like, and then I had no faith going into it, but like after I listened to a track, I was like actually pleasantly surprised. I was like, wow, right? he and actually pulled he pulled this off. That's crazy. Very well, Post Malone. Yeah. I'm not the hugest fan of his work, but I do appreciate. Beer bongs and Bentley, like oh, that totally. was just that was a great a album, banger, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. and I feel like he just came out of the blue too. It he was, did. It was weird. Yeah, yeah, no, most definitely. And then, uh, yeah, getting back to Travis Scott, um, the reason I admire most of his work and stuff, it kind of points me in the direction of, you know, even though, like, he has a very unique way of looking at music. You know, like when you take yeah. his concepts, like Astro World, or like his, his albums previous to that, like anything from Rodeo all the way to Astro World, you know, like he has a certain way of directing the music through his album. You know, mm-hmm. it starts where he introduces, he gets you familiar, he brings you in, makes you feel close, right? Yeah. Gets you really excited <laughs> and then slows you down and brings you that cool, like that cool exit, you know? Yeah. So that's what I really admire about him is his album work, how he'll structure his albums, you know? Yeah. And just the instrumentals, you know, like the sounds he'll use too, it's very original. He'll get aggressive too, you know. He'll be like, rah, you know, like he'll scream in his, you know. That's kind of like similar to me, you know. Like I like to get up and I like to scream in my, you know, like yeah. make it very personable. It's it's got to be from me. It's know? very raw. I feel like in that in that approach, you know. Yeah. Like it's a very like basic human connection, but I guess that makes it easier because everyone can kind of identify with it. Exactly. Going forward, and it's just like you already have that. You just establish that like right now. Most definitely. Because even when you do like a concert, I feel like when you have that super that interconnectedness between artist and audience member, it just it, it heightens the it heightens the participation levels like so much. Oh yeah. That's why I think everyone is pushing for that like especially i see like small concerts like just like calgary based maybe even canada like local scene ish yeah. people they're always just like let's get involved let's get involved i have this i, I saw this dude rich Alcoin. he wasn't he's not a rapper but he does like edm and house okay. he would actually jump into the audience really and like and like he would have this uh light bulb <laughs> that had a battery and he would just like get everyone to stick their hands in and he would have like this uh you remember in like I guess pre-K to middle school where everyone had those uh, giant umbrellas. I mean, not giant umbrellas, the parachutes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those things were everywhere. You couldn't walk a block without seeing one of those. I love those. And so, yeah, he incorporates that and he incorporates just a bunch of other little silly audience gimmicks to like really engage the audience, which I feel like is so essential. Because I feel like, and I was introduced to his music um, just purely through Spotify. Okay. But seeing him in that light just really elevated it to the next level. Sometimes it brings it to life differently, you know? Yeah. It really yeah. gets you in touch with the artist. Yeah. I think that's super important, too, you know? Like, you got to stand behind your music, you know? Like, if you're writing songs, it shouldn't be like, I'm a super tough gangster, but I don't live <laughs> the life of crime, you know? Like, I'm just going to be honest. Like, don't rap about it if you don't do it. That's why yeah. you won't see me really rapping about that stuff. You know, I, I talk mostly about girls, you know, like <laughs> girls and weed. You know, the first song, Medical Twist, that's all it's about. They say, you know, you do what you know, right? Yeah, you like, do what you know, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so going yeah. forward, um, do you think your music will take, because I feel like girls and weed is kind of like a, a superficial, but it's easy to connect to look. Yes. Do you have any plans for like maybe going like beyond that and talking like about personal experiences or or like framing it in that light definitely see medical twist that's just a uh it's a very certain look on a very certain something okay whereas all my other songs um i have one actually featuring chris brown it's called uh, lucky you Mm. and it's all about a breakup actually oh yeah yeah so that one's very personal to me um 
I also did a cover of, uh, I don't know, you know, Juice World just passed yeah. away, right? I did a uh, tribute cover to that, actually. Oh, wow. Robbery. Yeah, Robbery. So that's kind of more in just a cover direction. Um, another song that I brought with me today um, is also called Turn Up. Okay. It's uh, one of my rowdier ones, actually. That one is back from the life when I was actually still doing some stuff, when I was not being a good boy. <laughs> Way back when. Yeah, back in the day. But, uh, yeah, that one that one gets pretty amped. And then, uh, yeah, I got some variety. You'll hear a lot more than just girls and weed from me, yeah. that's for damn sure. <laughs> that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. I like seeing artists like that kind of branch out and just do different stuff. Exactly. Like I mentioned earlier. Yeah. I like a challenge. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, why not? Yeah. So speaking to more to your, your influences, you've noted a couple of your musical influences. Has there any has there been any outside influences, like maybe like a, a friend that's like, hey, man, like you just inspired me or something like this to do this. And then you kind of work off that. Well, not to say that that doesn't happen. That does happen. But mm -hmm. I would say the most credit that I could give to actually making me want to work more on mm -hmm. this and just keep going. And, you know, like it inspires me really is my family. My family from day one, they've uh, they've been the ones that have really just helped invest, you know, like they've always motivated me. They've always said, you know, follow your dreams. Don't give up on it. You know, like be realistic. Yeah. Don't throw all your eggs into one basket. And don't quit your day job. No, don't quit your day job. You listen, don't yeah, quit yeah. your day job. <laughs> Until you make it. And even then, it's yeah. kind of, yeah. Yeah, even then, life gets boring sometimes, right? Yeah. You gotta do something. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. I have mad respect for that. No, thanks, man. Um, is it just you in this group, or do you plan on having like a group effort, like Brockhampton, or like do you have any friends um, that are maybe interested that are considering like any lyricists maybe on the side? Honestly, at this point in time, right now, I'm going through a transitional period in my life, so. Oh, okay. Not all the people that were with me are with me right now. Yeah. So I'm open to a lot of new concepts, um, a lot of new features and collabs. Actually, I'm I'm willing for any. Honestly, if anybody wants to contact and like get involved with that, I'm totally open to that too. Yeah. You know, I'm uh, not closed off to meeting new artists. That's the that's the one thing with me. I really want to meet some new artists. And when it comes to meeting these new artists, you said that the genre doesn't really. You kind of want to defy that. So are you looking for like anyone and everyone? Honestly, anyone and everyone that is just willing to try something new, you know? That's just cool. get on board and start a movement of just, we're going this way, we're not stopping until we get to the top, and we'll see you there, you know? <laughs> I, like, I like that, that motivation, that yeah. optimism. I feel like you have to carry that, you, you know? And it, and it may be, like, a couple years before, you know, something happens, like a music video just, yeah. for whatever reason, goes viral. Totally. And, you know, I've we've actually, I've had guests who, when we first interviewed, they were kind of, like, up and coming, but then mm -hmm. they got eventually got picked up by a Spotify playlist at a couple thousand hits that's which was un, which was unheard of before you know before we knew them so it's like yeah. you know it's a slow start it's a slow start but hey like they're actually getting it's it's encouraging to know it's good yeah. to see too yeah. yeah like I encourage that 100% Most definitely. and I'm excited you know to see where they'll end up to see well yeah to see where they'll go from there on out totally so that's that's really cool yeah so I guess speaking to we keep talking about your influences. I feel like influences are so important when it comes to, you know, you, you as an artist. Like, I find I don't, I don't make music. I make promos for the show that have musical inf uh, uh, aspects to it. My co-host, Dane, who would be here otherwise, yeah. <laughs> he actually makes music. He's, uh, oh, I mean, he does, he does demos. He's kind of shy about it. But <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I'm going to have to question him about this next time. We'll put him on the spot. Yeah, just flood his DMs with, hey, yeah. when's your next album dropping or something? We won't tell him. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's pretty cool, though. And, you know, I, I think his, his musical interests and his, his influences, I feel like, really come from, you can definitely see the parallels between his personality and him yeah which is refreshing and it's kind of it makes sense you know and as him as a person i'm like wow that's i can't believe i can't believe you do this and he actually puts his work out there and he goes for it i feel like what i'm trying to get with this point is you know when you see yourself and you're making your own music yeah you know and you draw upon these inference uh, instances of you know these genres right how does how does it kind of manage in, in your workflow in into the way you I guess deliver it like is it always you just want to make like just bangers or um I, I see where you're going with this actually no it's um yeah. mostly so the way that this works it's I'm a Gemini right I'm oh. into all that spirit <laughs> so I believe that 
you know, there's a part of me that's always like, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go, and super excited, right? You yeah. know, they'll always pump up, you know, motivational, everybody's in a great mood, you know, like all that stuff, you know, but then there's another side, right? You know, it's like the calmer, more mellow, you know, seeing things just really level, you mm-hmm. know, just very, very calm. That's that's more me when I'm high. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, there's, there's just different personalities, I guess you could say, that I see through the music. Yeah, so they like kind it, of shine through. Yeah, it's a mood, you know, big mood. Yeah, big mood. <laughs> so, for instance, turn up, you know, that's a that's an aggressive banger. Medical twist, that's a laid back, smoke weed and chill kind of beat. Uh, flexing on a, I mean, could even be a <laughs> club beat. You never know, <laughs> right? So it's uh, different moods. That's pretty much how I classify the music. It's not so much about a topic; it's about a mood. Interesting. It's all about a vibe. It's all about a vibe. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's definitely the way music is going nowadays. Like, I feel like when you look back, everything had a, had a message or it was, like, storytelling. And nowadays, it's just kind of like, like, look at lo-fi beats. Like, yeah. That's, that is the definition of, like, this it is really a is. mood. Like, yeah. there's lyrics sometimes going on in the background, but it's literally just to, like, it's like lounge music, basically. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> which Very which in nice. the back. And yeah, like yeah, You yeah. can just kind of subconsciously hear it, you know, a little bit here and there. And then you're yeah. just like, okay, it's there. I remember when I was first introduced to the concept, I was kind of like, oh, I don't understand what the appeal is. And I was like, 100,000 people are watching this live. And I'm like, yeah, why? <laughs> so I listened to it. I was like, okay, it's, it's, it's okay. Yeah. And then, like, I, I found myself coming back to it, especially as I was studying or just doing, like, just housework or something like that. And I was like, I understand the appeal to it now. Because it's just, it, it's just playing in the background, but it, like, I feel like it elevates the mood, you know? But it's, yeah. it's different than, I guess, what a banger or, like, a song or, like, a storytelling piece would kind of go for, you know? It, it changes the mood. It leaves the emotion at the door. Yeah. It doesn't get you either accelerated and mad or happy and sad. It just puts you in a direction more so. That's a good point. I yeah. like the way you phrase that. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> Are you excited for uh, future prospects uh, of your career? Oh, I'm so excited. Honestly, like the thought of just anything after this is just incredible. You know, yeah. I've been wanting to do anything like this for like six years. Six and years. Just to even be here sitting with you, you know, like this is great. This is f-ing a milestone for me. Oh, <laughs> don't worry about not it. allowed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Slip of the tongue. Yeah, don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry yeah, about yeah. it. But so. So I guess how how did this get started? So you said you've been writing for six years. Yeah. What what eventually just clicked? Um, I would say it was probably just me having the courage to actually do it. You yeah. know, the most I, important part. Yeah, I was just sitting on it for a while, and then it was either I'm going to do something with it or I'm not. You know, you can't yeah. chase a dream if you just want the dream but you're doing nothing to get it. That's insane. Yeah. So I had to make a choice, and at the time of my life when I decided to really turn things up you know mm-hmm. light the fire and start going I was at a certain part of my life where it just it was very possible for me to do that there was no restrictions you know there was there was no boundary that could stop me at that point so right now I'm just sitting with everything that I have no limits and I'm just ready to fire off music just month after month after month consistently that's a long <laughs> grind it is it is <laughs> yeah even hearing about like, even artists who make it big and they actually go on, on tours and stuff like that and then they just play the same songs over and over again. I'm oh, like, yeah. it's definitely, it's interesting. You got to wonder if you actually get sick of hearing your own songs after a while, you know? That's what I thought, yeah. yeah. If you actually grow to, like, dislike your own music. I'd, I've never really thought about that before, but it's curious. Yeah. I wonder. Uh, we've mentioned on the podcast before, actually, talking with Dane, one of his favorite, one of his big inspirations is Radiohead and their breakout song Creep off their album Pablo Honey. Uh, it, it, they apparently hate that song so much they refuse to play. Really? <laughs> yeah. No They're way. like, because it was when they, that's when they started out and they were really, I guess, as an artist, they were immature. Mm-hmm. So the way that they kind of, the way they, they kind of put it, the album and they wrote the lyrics and the whole tone of it, it just feels like as an artist, you've, you've just come so far away. It's like looking back at, I guess, your lyrics when right. you were, in high school, it's just, it's kind of cringy. I've read them and I have literally <laughs> cringed. <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah. like, could you imagine? And people are like, we love your cringy stuff. Oh. And then you have to go out there and you have to perform in front of everyone. And it's like, it makes oh. you uncomfortable, yo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, this isn't me anymore. Yeah, you're like, guys, I've changed. But everyone still loves it, you know? And I think that really just comes back to standing behind your music, like we were talking about earlier, yeah. right? You know, it's like, 
can you stand behind it? And if, if you can't, there's no point trying to perform or get people, because if you're not really in it, you're not going to perform it, do it, or give the certain quality to people that they're expecting from yeah. you know, what they're expecting. Like, there's just no way other to get around that. Especially if your music, I feel like, carries an emotion. Like, you're talking about, like, being, like, raw with the audience, mm-hmm. you know? Um, if you can't, I feel like if it's kind of a lie, then you're not actually being raw. Like, you're yeah. not actually putting in the emotions. So then there's actually, like, a disconnect, even though you're like, well, I'm, I'm still doing it, but... Right. But if people are like, well, are you, are you, are you really? <laughs> yeah, it's like, what part of this should I listen to and why should I? Yeah. Right, like, what's correct about this? What can you prove about it? It's not even really what you can prove, but it's just no one wants to be a fake, you know? No one yeah. likes fake people. That's yeah. why people search for people that are real, you know? They're like, oh, yeah, you know, you're really real with me. I'm really real with you. I think we can find mutual respect. We have a great friendship. You yeah. know, that's, that's how everybody wants it. No one likes fake people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because whenever you think of fake people, I, f- I feel like it's just, oh, it's always back to Hollywood, you know? Oh, yeah. And going back to it and being like everyone's friendly and... Totally. Being, yeah. And it's interesting because I went to L.A. Uh, a few years back and, you know, you hear about L.A. and you, you hear the stories and yeah. the media surrounding it. And it's like, and it's like, it's not really like that. And then you go there and it's it's actually kind of eye opening. It's how interesting. It's just, yeah. How just everyone is like an eight out of ten and <laughs> tanned and, <laughs> but everyone, and everyone's so nice, but they all want something from you, you know? Yeah. And yeah. it's just like, oh. Hustler's ambition down there, yeah. <laughs> Everybody like, wants some. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. I mean, you go to L.A. with the same. I feel like it attracts that crowd. Like, right. it, it built a reputation, and then it attracts that crowd. And I feel like if, you, if you're not part of that crowd or if you don't identify with it, then what are you still doing there? Because traffic is a nightmare. It's true. I feel like it's a very fickle crowd. You know, it's either you really fit in there or you really don't. Yeah. It's kind of two different ways to go about it. But, I mean, who doesn't want to fit in, right? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe that's the only way you know how. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, people can be chameleons. Yeah. Many different skins. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, talking about um, being a chameleon, I feel like as, as an artist, would you ever potentially, because when you go, when you sign up for uh, a contract or mm-hmm. like with a record label, right? I don't assume it's going to be like everything that you want. You don't have that creative liberty anymore. You have the financial backing, yeah. but maybe you have to go into like a, a, a poppy direction. What, do, what are your thoughts on artists that maybe take that? Well, honestly, not to discredit any artists that are doing that. I mean, Mm -hmm. like, everybody has their own journey, right? Everybody's going to do it their own way. So to say what's right and wrong, in my opinion, would be wrong. But I can give you my take on it. I would say that staying true to your own music is probably the best way to do it. Only because when you build fans, you're building it off of the image that you are laying down for your fans, right? Yeah. Without that, people can't sell your records because no one knows you. So for them to want you to sing certain songs a certain way that maybe you aren't seeing eye to eye with, you know, it takes the originality, it takes the fun, it takes that spark, that creativity that your fans originally saw, and they're like, I love it, you know, I'm with it, I'm on board, I'm with you till the end, show me more. You know, those are the fans that you want because those are the fans that are going to listen to your music, those are the fans that are going to show your peers music. You know, they're going to be like, Look at this. I just heard this today. <laughs> Suddenly that person goes and shows more people. Yeah. You know, you want your diehard fans. And I, I think just getting back to the whole, should you do it? Yeah. I don't know. It just depends on what you're trying to get, what you're trying to do it for, I guess. Yeah. Are you speaking from personal experience when you when you recount this? Because I feel like, like as an as well as a consumer, like I've definitely found artists and I'm like, everybody should instantly know about this. So yeah. I like definitely try and get the word out or like I've just connected with an artist right. that I've, I've heard on like such a deeper level. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, tr- I try and educate people about them. So like I'm wondering if you have any, you know, experiences which you'd be like, yeah, I've actually done that before or like I've did it with this artist. Well, see, it's actually not so much me that's being brought into the reference that I'm using here. It's I've witnessed oh. a lot of people try and do it where they have gone with the label and they've just like tried to do everything the label wants and they just fail you yeah. know i was actually just talking to my producer the other day and uh yeah no he was even just telling me something about like the stuff that he's seen and stuff and he said that that's most commonly the one thing is people lose their originality and they just kind of give up on their own dream and they just start chasing this false dream and so him and i were just kind of talking about keeping the dream alive and like just being as genuine you can all the time just through your music 
so that no one can discredit it for being anything other than original. Hmm, that's interesting. We've had uh, we've had guests on the DMRBF who have actually said the complete opposite. Really? <laughs> yeah. Their their main goal, I guess, was to uh, blow up and get, get popular. They they literally told us that they were going to follow a formula to uh, basically become successful. Well, and that's see, what their end goal is. There is a formula. I mean, like with me saying like stick to yourself, you know, like, I, I don't mean don't take help, like, by all means, take help, but just so long as yeah. your vision matches theirs, you know, like, you got to find compatibility. I think when one tries to work with something that shouldn't be worked with, and again, you don't really know what that is until it happens, but you'll find that out pretty quick, and then all of a sudden, it just doesn't start meshing, and then it's not what you wanted. Yeah. Do you so. find that with the, the people you work with? Because you mentioned you had a producer. Like, you just, you definitely have to find a producer that, like, hey, you just click. Maybe you're friends already, and then they're like, hey, I'll take up the producer role. And then I guess in that way, it kind of works out. But yeah, honestly, me and my producer, actually, I met him through a friend, and uh, him and I clicked right away. Right oh, away. Yeah. Perfect. The first time we met, I was in the studio. I uh, went down, laid something down. First time I'd actually been in the studio, I went and saw this guy. And uh, yeah, no, he sat me down. I did some recording, and then, uh, yeah, about three months later, him and I are still working together. You know, him and I are close. I talk to him at least maybe like two, three times a week, you know, try and check up. Nice. Yeah, like always keep up with him. But, uh, yeah. Is this a side project for him as well? It's like, uh, kind of. I don't know. He's mentoring me. You know, oh, okay. he's, he's got a lot of knowledge. He's, uh, he's definitely given me a lot of knowledge on how to handle certain things and just uh, ways to go about other things, you know, just because yeah. I'm new to it. So. He's he's seen with a lot of other people that he has produced in the past. You know, it's just that uh, some pointers here and there. So yeah, yeah. Because the true. music industry, it's like even the production, it's so massive. <laughs> There's so much, and I feel like it's it's overwhelming at times. Uh, even when I'm creating like promos, like sometimes I just do like funny covers or whatever just to kill time, yep. just to get myself familiar with the Adobe Creative Suite. And totally, um, I'm trying to mess with Auto Tune now. <laughs> just, yeah, that's just, fun, just to see what I can do. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, like. Just the amount of options available, it just blows my mind. I'm like, how does anyone get anything right. done? Oh, totally. Like it's it's so oh, it's mind-boggling. Well, and they keep releasing all these plugins, right? That you yeah. can then go put into the channel, and then you can do all these cool effects with your voice, like you were saying, Auto Tune. I got the Ableton edition, right? So, uh, which which edition are you using actually? Um, I haven't downloaded it yet, but I do. <coughs> uh, right now, I'm just messing with the. Uh, the pitch shifter on uh, Adobe oh, Audition. Nice. I haven't committed fully to the full thing because yeah. I read it was like $500. Yeah. Dollars or something. It's around there. Yeah. So I'm trying to find, yeah, maybe other means to <laughs> are doing the same thing but using the same principles, you know? Definitely. Definitely. No, it's it's fun. It's, it's definitely fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool just uh, listening to how you originally think you're going to say something. Yeah. And it comes out completely different. You're like, either I really hate that or I really <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yeah, the amount of times I've been offbeat, I'm like, oh my gosh, am I tone deaf? Like, yeah, exactly. Like straight up, am I tone Well, I think oh. the, uh, the key thing there is just finding the root note, yeah. right? Because like you got to find the key because there's been times, you know, we've been trying to f*** with the pitch correction and... Uh, yeah, it's just it goes up and down, up and down, and then suddenly it's just crazy levels. Sorry, I swore, and it kind of threw me <laughs> off. Because yeah, you're like you're thinking of like I don't, I can't swear, I can't swear. Yeah, and then I'm in the middle of it, you're up. like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't worry about it, don't worry yeah. about it. This is Dane's job, anyways. Oh, there we go. <laughs> to edit it, thanks, Dane, <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Shout out to you guys for having me on the show, by the way, too. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Like, it's been amazing. Yeah, we definitely. we have thirty minutes left. Perfect. Uh, That's great. So we got a lot of time. We got a lot of time to talk about this. This uh, is awesome. Talk, talking about production. Yeah. Uh, going back to that, how has your experience been with the whole thing? Do you feel overwhelmed, or because you have an optimistic attitude to creating music? Right. But even with that, I feel like some people just kind of like, like, ah, oh, like I can do so much, or like, I we've had artists on the show who talk about like, like they try and produce like something, or they try and get something down. Yeah. Like they try and do like baby steps one day at a time, and other artists are like, I honestly can't do anything until I'm feeling inspired. Right. Um, yeah, see, it's difficult because, like, I always try and push myself for a timeline, like a schedule, pretty much. Like, I, I like to try and keep up with every two weeks have new content. Two always. Weeks. Yeah, because if it's not two weeks, in my mind, I'm not staying relevant. So every two weeks, I need to either get myself inspired. And actually, this is how I do it. 
my car. I call my car my office. Yeah, that is where I work. Anywhere nice. I go nice. and I write music, that is where I'm working. I am working from my car. Is this like carpool karaoke? Or? It pretty much. You know what? My steering wheel has heard more of me singing than my shower has That's or any other human being on this world. That's amazing. It is. So, But yeah, no, getting inspired, it, uh, it just takes the right mojo vibe, I guess, that you're feeling. Because like, if I'm going to be writing a song that's hyphy you know like really up and like let's go mm-hmm. i gotta be in that kind of mood yeah yeah i gotta have stuff that's inspiring me to want to write about that because it's not like i'm gonna write on my piece of paper and say i'm feeling really amped today my music's great people love it it's a bestseller <laughs> boom done it's like i gotta talk about a certain thing that has happened that i'm reflecting on you okay. know that's amp you know like that's like it's woke, you know, people want to hear it. They're like, wow, okay, well, that's crazy. He's saying this, you know, it's really exciting, apparently, you know, like he's having a wild time with it, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. So it's very directive. It, uh, it depends on what's going on in my life, I guess you could say. My life is a reflection of my music. That's, so you keep it like one in one, yeah. just like it's literally a reflection. Exactly. Going for. I try to keep them separate too, you know, like yeah. not everything in the music is Jared Mallow. You know, there's Matt J.Lo and there's Jared Mallow. Yeah, of course. There's got to be balance, but uh, but no, with Matt Jalo, it's definitely the focus comes from the car. <laughs> the focus. Did you just ad- did you just adopt the the car, or do you uh, feel like a connection? Like what? Honestly, it's not just this car. It's just cars. Any in general, car, but not you're in your friend's car. car. You're like, I'm feeling it. <laughs> this is the thing. It's not even any car. I used to have an old car. It was a '97 Honda Prelude. Okay, right. The thing was a coupe thing was actually kind of a piece (laughs) but anyways (laughs) the acoustics in it were perfect you know you could sit in there the stereo was perfect the subs everything was just the levels were great you could hear yourself and it wasn't like there was any like reverb or anything like you get from a shower you know it was just raw isolated noise that you could just hear completely as you need to hear it so i'll spend four hours i'll spend upwards of four hours a day sitting in my car that's red deer back and forth back and forth wow like that's a lot of time so yeah, you can find me in my car, smoking a little bit of weed, <laughs> with the keys out, not driving. Disclaimer for disclaimer, yes, yeah. before that gets used against me. I don't support that. Never have, never will. But yeah. yeah, that's that's where I get my inspiration. I go and sit down. I clear my head. You know, my weeks are busy. I don't really have a lot of time to myself. So when I do sit down and recollect. I'm reflecting as well. It's like I'm living the past week in a movie form. You know, it's like flying through my head and I'm just like getting all the best highlights. So it's like, that's pretty much where I grab my material from is my weeks at a time. And I just keep going. It's interesting. I feel like I do the same thing, but in the shower, you know, just like I take a hot minute. There's nothing wrong with the shower. Honestly, the shower, you... If I could hear myself, the shower would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just so loud. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I got glasses surrounding mine, too, so it's oh. like it really echoes. It's like not even a curtain echo. Like, I wish for oh. a curtain kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. It just doesn't work out. Not always. What a shame. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> Maybe one day. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So your car is kind of like, it serves as your inspiration, but as like, yeah, like you said, like an office setting, which yeah. allows you to kind of. Just, like, be real raw. Exactly. Be real and raw. Totally. In the setting. Well, and with that as well, you know, like, I I do sing, like I said before, mm-hmm. a lot about women, you know? Yeah. So a lot of those influences would also be my girlfriend as well, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, she makes me want to sing about her looking sexy and being sexy and all that <laughs> stuff. And, you know, like... <laughs> And, yeah, I've got things that I write about that are from past times, too. And, like, some things are just, like, fantasies, you know, that everybody thinks in their head, you know? Like, sometimes you want to just, like, talk about a certain thing in a directive. Yeah. But, yeah, when it comes to actually, like, direction and, like, incentive to write as well, yeah, no, she definitely gives me a lot of material. (laughs) And then, and not in a bad way, not in a bad way. (laughs) Guys, don't take that out of context. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's great. So you, you as an artist, are there other uh, local artists um, that you kind of vibe with or that you kind of mess with? Or are you just are you still kind of new to the whole community local scene? Really new to the still community really local yeah. scene. Yeah, there's you wouldn't be able to go around Calgary and be like, oh, yeah, do you know so-and-so like for music? You yeah. know, like the music hasn't officially been launched yet either. So oh, wait, today are we playing it over the uh, airwaves today as well? 
Uh, we can throw something in maybe at the end. Yeah, per- I did bring a copy and a sample. If on a USB? Yeah. yeah or, or actually, it's on the phone. Oh, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We can just edit it. Yeah, either <laughs> way. Either way. <laughs> but that'd be cool. Yeah, I can't wait to hear yeah. some stuff. Almost Because I, I try to do my research before we have a guest on the show. Definitely. Sometimes my partner, Dane, he doesn't let me know the guests that we have. No And way. so I just jump into a blind and I'm like... Oh, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. because that, that's always fun. I guess, yeah, it, it yeah. is fun. It's fun for him, but I'm just like, yeah. oh, I'm just trying to figure it out, like, on the spot on yeah. live. And it's like, yeah. Oops, just hit the mic. Whatever. Oh. Hey, it's so, okay. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. <laughs> so, so, yeah, going forward, um, yeah, I can't wait to hear some of your stuff, your projects. You putting out uh, music videos, I assume? Yeah, 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 that'll be happening pretty soon, actually. Sometime around, I don't know, probably mid-spring, early summer. That's cool. That's probably cool. aim to have some music videos out for around then. Nice. Yeah, the goal is right now just to get as many songs recorded as I can. Mm-hmm. I'm working towards an album right now. Okay. Yeah, the album will be called A&K, Alive and Kicking. Alive and Kicking. Yeah, there's going to be a mixtape, though, first. And so that is going to be released in singles over YouTube. Okay, cool. Yeah, so that's the first direction it's going to take is it's going to be going to YouTube so everyone can view the mixtape in a single form. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, write double that amount, which I'm already <laughs> in the process of, and release it as a full album. This insane work ethic. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's. I have to stay committed. It's. Yeah. I kick myself in the ass a lot because, uh, you know, like, I got video games at home. <laughs> I try not to play the video games at home. Yeah. You know, like I, I really limit the time that I'm doing certain things that, like, you know, someone my age would typically be doing. You know, like I'm 22. You know, like I work. I write music. Most people play video games. I'm really just struggling with that. <laughs> but yeah, no, you know, I'm balancing my girlfriend, my family, you know, my friends. You know, there's there's a lot to balance. So when trying to actually commit time to sitting down in the office, <laughs> it's, uh, it's kind of tough to find time sometimes. So when I do, that's why people will see me spending the four, t- like the four hours at a time in my car. Yeah. It's because I got to get it while it's hot, you know, like it's there. It's like if I'm feeling it and I have time, everything's going into that. I, I will put my phone on do not disturb. No one is disrupting that until it's done. Yeah. That's like when I go to the studio. If I am working on a song, it's not working on three songs just like a little bit at a time. You know, it's like I'm finishing that song that day. Wow. And then leaving with that song. It's so, vacation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That makes sense, though. Like, it really puts the car thing in perspective because you, you are isolating yourself, you know, instead of being yeah. surrounded by all these distractions. It's like you're, you're actually committed. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's holding myself accountable, yeah. Because yeah. if I don't, who is, right? That's true. No one else is going to. And yeah. nothing in this world is free yeah. or given to you. So. Yeah, I feel like with artists nowadays, you you got to put in like 110 yeah. percent if you want to if you want to actually like succeed if you want to make it. Oh yeah, and then some, you know. Most definitely, yeah. It, it never hurts to go the extra mile. It's like yeah. you have to go the extra mile if yeah. you want that, right? Like, nothing less than what your fans expect, which is a lot of damn attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me, 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 me. Yeah, <laughs> which but, is which is cool. Well, yeah. I have no problem doing that. You know, I have so much content to release that uh, it won't be a problem keeping up. No. Yeah, there will always be something being released. Yeah, because you have like this workhorse mentality, just yep. like going into it. Oh yeah, which is which is good because you just need to like start out strong and then just like continue that. Totally. And then just wait for your chance to just break out. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's gonna take time. You yeah. know, I'm not expecting to blow up overnight. I mean, like, who knows? I might. Like, <laughs> fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Going but, viral. You know, <laughs> that's not my expectation. You know, like realistics yeah. here. You know, yeah. like it's gonna take some time, but I'm I'm here to work for it. You know, I'll stick around. I got enough stuff to keep me relevant for a very long time. And yeah. I have so much fun writing the music. It's it's beyond me just trying to get a point across to people. It's It really is truly enjoyable for me. Yeah. It's kind of like an escape, you know. Like, I'll go spend that four hours, and then I'll feel like I just went to, like, therapy or something. You know? Wow. It's Self-therapy. just refreshing. It's cheaper, too. It is, you know. <laughs> like, you know, most people... Or not most people, I guess uh, some people, who am I to know? Um, some people take journals, right? They yeah. write about the stuff that goes on, whether that's for good or bad. And then they move on from it, you know? So, like, I feel like me being able to put certain things in music also allows me to get that out of my head. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like once it's out, 
okay, it's, it doesn't have to be there anymore. It's not right here. It's more like back there. It's in the past now. It's whatever. So it, it definitely allows an artist to be able to get out of their own head <clears throat> and just kind of work on, I don't know, more things that really just make them happy. Because like, I, I try and keep a very happy outlook on my music. Yeah. Yeah, not too sad. There's a lot of sad music going around There's right now. <laughs> and it's not that sad music yeah. is bad, you know? It, music is music. It's beautiful music. But, like, we need a happier outlook on life, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just look like, around. <laughs> seriously, like, life is good. Life is sunshine right now. Like, we got to embrace that. And if we keep living in the darkness and letting it get to us, you know, like, that's when that's when it's just going to stay like that. There's never going to be a change because that's what we're just saying it is. Yeah. I feel like my when I when I go out and search for music, I definitely look for like a higher BPM. Yeah. Just like upbeat kinda has a similar kinda happy go lucky vibe to it. Exactly. Just because I like like I I don't hate like death metal or like hard rock or yeah. you know, chill vibes. But it's just something about like just like it just keeps me like normal, I guess. <laughs> just like excited for life, you know? Totally. Like just whatever comes, just hit me. I'll be like, I don't care. <laughs> exactly. Hey, if it's got a great beat, you know? Yeah. Totally. Well, Definitely. I think uh, that EDM and trap music, you know, like um, dubstep music is pretty popular now. Mm-hmm. And I think that also keeps, you know, that happiness kind of groove, that vibe, you know, like that up, the big up that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. So I think um, like I've, I've realized that a couple artists, I'm not going to name drop, but a couple artists have been focusing on trying to blend those two genres where we find hip-hop and EDM kind of mixing and it's becoming more of like instrumentals incorporated into a hip-hop kind of form of structure so for instance like they'll get a verse and then it'll go (laughs) and you know it'll build and it'll have its drop and then it drops and then you'll go back and it'll restart and it'll do it two times as epic just over again you know stuff like that so it's it's very interesting to see the way and the shape that music is taking right now. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's so broad. Like, there's nothing we can't do with music right now. So, yeah, no one should feel limitations on what they should try. Getting back to the originality and me looking for collabs and stuff, originality, no one should be scared of it. That's, amen to that, yeah. honestly. I feel like, especially now, like, we touched on this earlier, but, it like, I feel like every other day there's something new that just blows up. Like when when you talk about like Lil Nas X yeah. and his partnership with like Billy Ray, I was like, country and hip hop. I was like, there's no way this is gonna be good. I was astounded. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then it was like on the Billboard 100 yeah. for like how many consecutive weeks? It blew oh. my mind. Right. I was like, country and hip hop. I was like. And it was successful. Oh, it was super blew, successful. It blew my mind. Right? I mean, yeah. like, if, if that can happen, then why not anything else? If that can happen, there are so many different possibilities for music. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, totally. Yeah, I'm very excited to see the direction that it's going to take now. Because like I was saying before with the 20-year-old loop, right, mm-hmm. and everything kind of repeats itself, right? Because the 80s even repeated themselves. Yeah. You know, people started wearing all that kind of... Streetwear just, just yeah. like took upon itself to like right. establish like this is the eighties, a little bit of the nineties, but exactly. like we're we're bringing this back hard. <laughs> totally, and it comes back really hard too. Yeah. You know, like when something comes back, it's not like it kind of just like peaks and then disappears. It's like it's really big, and again, you know, so it kind of like comes and goes. So that's what I'm kind of thinking. Like I said about the music, I think musical ultimately kind of loop back towards the two thousand era, and then it'll kind of do what it did again and just kind of keep going. Do you plan on following these trends as a musician? Do you think they're important? I think they are important. Yeah, I think they are. Well, and I think it's it's also good to not get too comfortable with a certain style, you know, and, like, where you are as an artist, yeah. you know, because that's always going to change. You're right. Like, every day there's new things that happen. And to stay relevant and to just stay in the spotlight, you know, like, that takes work. Yeah. One song, like, you'll see a lot of people blow up off of one single. It'll go everywhere. It'll go viral, but you won't hear about them again for like a really long time. Trap queen. Exactly. Perfect example. I was like, I was like, he was so good, and then I was trying to find him again, and yeah, he does have stuff. Also, designer. Yeah, designer fell off. I was like, I don't know what he's doing. I saw him at a. I saw him on YouTube (laughs) doing this concert for. It looked like some corporate meeting in a hotel. I was, and it was just weird because he was like so hyped, and everyone in the crowd was just like. And he's like doing his like panda like that the song that made him iconic. Everyone's just like totally like white like thirty forty year old men just like 
I'm just like, this is so <laughs> awkward. <laughs> yeah, what happened to him? And that was pretty recent, too. I was like, oh. Oh, wow. Dude. See, I never even knew that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn. So yeah, I feel like, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard because even though they, they made it technically, you still got to keep that momentum up. And I'd, I'd be interested to see what uh, Lil Nas does yeah, <laughs> going yeah. forward because he had Panini. like, <laughs> but, And it's, I don't know. It's got to be bigger than singles. That's the only thing. Yeah. That's why when I say I'm playing the singles game, I'm doing that in works to drop an album but it's yeah. all going to be very quick you know you can only play the singles game for so long until people really want that tangible piece that they can hold on to and be like this has enough on it that's going to keep my attention yeah you know i could play this and it's going to get me through that road trip you know i'm going to travel through the mountains to bc you know it's like seven hours you mm-hmm. know that's a couple cds at least you know like because if we average each cd sitting at about an hour and 30 minutes yeah. right that's pretty that's pretty standard these days yeah. Talking about this, it kind of makes me question, I don't know how familiar you are with Nas, but like Il, when Illmatic dropped, like that was his like, that was, that was a piece of hip hop, yeah. like cemented in time. Like that was iconic. And I feel like ever since then, he's had a lot of hits and he has a lot of features. Uh, the dude has like cloud for days, which, you he's know. definitely solidified his position in the rap yeah. game. That's for sure. Yeah. But I feel like he's also in a way like he didn't just do the single. He did the whole album. But I feel like he's just ever since that, like he peaked. Oh, yeah. And now he's kind of like down here. I, I feel like everyone still regards him as good and like better than he is. But I, I, in my personal opinion, I feel like he's definitely not where he once was no, as an artist. Yeah. And I feel like that's interesting because like it's. It's also like when we, we just we just talked about Fetty Wap and Designer, right. who also did the same thing, but they did it with singles, you know. They did, and they're still making music, no oh, yeah. doubt. I haven't checked up on them in a hot minute or what they're putting out, but yeah. it's just yeah. But I feel like he's made more of an impact because he did a whole album, totally. as opposed to just just one single, you know. Well, it's like giving someone a snack; it's gonna fill them up for a bit, but it's yeah. not gonna keep them full. You know, you want to give them a meal. <laughs> you want him to Are you writing like these down, man? Like, no, I'm not. Should I be? <laughs> the top of your are head? you? <laughs> I'm trying to do the show. Uh, Dane, if you're listening, like, you yeah, There we go. But it's on the back of your, like, CD or whatever. Quotes <laughs> by <buying>. JLo. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, listen back to this. Just start writing. Oh, my gosh. Exactly. This is good content. Right here. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Look at that. Ten minutes. Ten minutes to go. Ten minutes to go. Yeah. Oh, man, you're making me sad. I can't believe that to people already. <laughs> <laughs> this is tragic. This is tragic. But we, but we still got more topics to to talk to talk about. There we go. All right. So I guess right right off the bat, um, we talked about your history. We talked about a little bit your inspiration, um, your end goals. Um, I feel like as as a rapper, um, there's there's a certain lifestyle associated with that. Yeah. What, what do you what do you think about that? Because I know if you look. Uh, unfortunately, I'm gonna have to go here, but there's a lot of artists and like within the EDM house scene that have unfortunately passed away, and even rap artists like Mac Miller, Juice you know, World too. I know where you're pops, going with this. Yeah. Pop Smoke, yeah, you know, pop he smoke, just yeah. Dane actually just showed me Pop Smoke like a month, two months ago, or something like that, and he's like, he's like, dude, this guy's blowing up. He was I mean, he was, up. He, he was blowing up. Well, yeah. I mean, he was already, <clears throat> yeah, he was on his way. He was on his come up. That's it. Like yeah. he was like. He was in the spotlight. There was nothing that could take that shine off him at that moment. You know, yeah. he'd emerged. Yeah, he would have, and he would have cemented himself. Like, the yeah. dude was on fire. And then all of a sudden, he kind of got taken. And, you know, even that, but that was, like, assumed gang-related violence. You know, as opposed to, like, Mac Miller, which that's depression. And you talk about, like, Linkin Park, you know, Chester right. Bennington. Totally. And yeah. just, and Avicii. I feel like there's there's a lot of artists out there, and, you know, music kind of has this, like, toxic culture. It does. You know, and there's... But that lifestyle is generally associated with, you know, music in general. There is usually a stigma. You're right. There's yeah. uh, there's things that surround a lot of artists that, you know, not all artists are guilty of, you know, and it's not to say that guilty is necessarily bad, you know, like we'll refer to Mac Miller, like you said, you know, like the guy was clearly going through some stuff, you know, yeah. like that was that was very sad, you know, that, uh, that that happened. And then, you know, Pop Smoke, you know, that was very... Oof. That was violence, you know, that was blatant violence. Yeah. And, like, there's nothing else to say about it. That's what it was. And I think when people get into the music industry and when people think rap, they think gang and they think skirt, skirt, and they <laughs> think, you know, like, let's drink lean. You mm-hmm. know, like, that's what I think hip-hop is. It tries to represent itself yeah. as. Yeah, and you know what? That's sad, man, because, like, growing up, like, you refer to Nas and all that stuff, right? Like... 
around that time when we were just talking about like even if we take it back 10 years ago Mm -hmm. hip-hop wasn't this you know it wasn't lean and you know let's let's go pop a zanny and let's go get crazy you know like that's great it really is but look what it's coming to you know like we have so many premature deaths that really don't need to happen and it's because of drugs yeah you know like uh i'm not saying i'm perfect i'm not saying i've never done drugs (laughs) but uh i'm saying i know what they do to people's lives and uh i think the stigma i think we need to start doing a better example setting for hip-hop you know and for the stigma of rap because i feel like people that get involved it's very it's easy to lose yourself in thinking that you need to act and conform to a certain way just to be accepted you know so it's like all of that aside what are you really doing it for yeah right if you take the drugs out of it can you do it yeah i would almost be interested to look at like like a case study seeing the evolution of hip-hop throughout the years because i feel like especially like late 90s um, when you're talking about like NWA, Tupac, Biggie, like, yeah. and the gang violence kind of like surrounding them, um, it, it's definitely changed. I feel like nowadays, you know, everyone's I guess trying to outdo one another. Yeah. Like you Six look at, nine? yeah, you look at everyone, and they like back in the day, and everyone had tats, like their affiliations and stuff like that. Yeah. But now it's like people are like getting that stuff on their face, and like not just like one or two. It's just like they're consuming their face with this shit. Yeah, yeah. and then when it comes to drugs. Um, I mean, I assume drug use has always been heavy, but now it just feels like more notable people are definitely falling off. Totally. And just like succumbing to it, even at an early age. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think it's at an early age that uh, this happens more commonly even because uh, the willpower, I don't think, is actually as strong when you're younger than it is when you're older, right? That's just facts. As you grow up, you know, like you learn how to you know, like deal with yourself and like who you are, you know, like if you're going to stick to something that's sticking to your values and belief system, you know, you're doing it because you want to, not because no one's telling you to. Because there's a difference being told something and there's a difference of wanting to actually do something. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I was, I was happy to see that, uh, you know, after uh, Juice World died, that Trippy Red, you know, he even took Mm -hmm. to social media and he was like, you know what, like no more drugs, unless it's weed, not touching it. And, you know, I really admired that because, you know, like he, in his music, you know, he, he promoted drug use, you know, and you'll even find in some of my songs, you know, I even do it a little bit too. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's really no joke though. You know, people are dying from it, but, uh, if we can just keep setting the good example and just trying to be better with that, let's get the stigma gone and let's make it really about true talent. Yeah. Like let's bring the talent back. Let's not make quantity over quality anymore. Beat fetishing, mumble rap. Well, and you know what? Like, I can't disrespect that either. You know, like, it's music is music. Not like there's never anything that I will say is bad music, but. Have you heard Dane's music? Like I haven't actually. You, this is the, I need to hear this now. I really do. Surfing in the dark. You can check him out on SoundCloud. <laughs> okay. I'm going to look back I'm, on that. I'm plugging you, Dane. Up. You're welcome. There we go. Dane, I'm going to hear your secrets. <laughs> nah, I, I, I kid, I kid, I kid. But like, I honestly feel, I, I get what you're saying, you know? Yeah. Uh, my sister actually is, is an artist. She went to ACAD. She graduated. Really good and, for her, uh, Yeah. And so we, we talk about art a lot because I do the show. I'm, I feel like I'm more involved with music. Right. Like I'm not an art artist per se, but like I'm definitely somewhat in the culture, you know, dipping my feet in. So it, it's interesting the, the dynamic we have in our relationship because she, she identifies like she thinks like everything is art and ev- everything in some form, and I would and I would be kind of like pushing her buttons, being like, hey, "Well, I don't think like right. a- everything is art. Like I think, um, and it's subjective because you'd be like, "Well, it is still art. It's just crappy art. It's not good art." Like, and then she'd be like, "Well, then is that art to you if it's crappy art?" And it's like, "Well, where are you gonna draw the distinctions?" Perceptional. And so we, yeah. yeah, and it's like so it's so subjective, and we're like just talking about it, and we're just like bantering back and forth, and it's like, yeah. well. Do you classify this? No. Do you classify it? Well, yes, because everything is art. I'm just like, right. okay. Yeah, and that's where you'll get the differentiating opinions, you know? Like, yeah. not everyone's going to be on the same page. Yeah. Right? But that's the best part about it, is, like, everybody has the freedom of choice. You know? Yeah. And it creates, like, discussion and, you know... It, it does. Because that's why we have, like, so many artists. Like, even if, like, we had, like, all rappers, 
which we don't. But even if we had like every single rapper like in the world come on this show, I feel like everyone could offer like something different, a new take. Most definitely. Oh, of course. You know? Individuality's huge. You know, yeah. like and uh, even bringing it back to like what you were saying with the face tattoos and stuff. You know, like everybody does bring a certain level of that. You know, like the individuality. And I think that with face tattoos specifically. I think people are kind of going overboard with it. <laughs> you know, I think they're trying to be so original that they're like, what can I, like, what can't I do? Yeah, they're you like, know? I can like, do anything. Yeah. It's like the Justin Bieber, like, he, yeah. he looks like such a slob, and he just, like, he looks like a, I'm not, I'm not going to say, what, I'm not going to go where I was planning to go, but he doesn't look his best. Like, and with the amount of millions, like, in his bank, like, I'm pretty sure he can afford, like, a decent haircut. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Though, and, in his defense, though, I can, I can say this about Justin, you know? He has put in a lot of work, you yeah. know, like he really did work hard to where he got, you know, like as a, such a young star, you know, it was probably pretty tough for him to actually have normal, you know, like when people refer to normal as a lifestyle, what is that? What yeah. does that look like? Right. And like as such a young artist, I think that was probably very hard for him to actually find that. Because so, he was he was robbed like from the oh, cradle yeah, like totally just when he was like what sixteen or it was something like that it was ridiculous yeah young. Like, he was, was stupid so young, young. But, like you know like he he rose to fame you know he had everything he had the girls he had the money you know but it all happened really quick and it all happened really young so you know those those crucial teen years that he needed to kind of figure his shit out you know yeah. I feel like he's kind of doing that now. So now that he's now found he's, the misses, yeah. and now that, you know, he's, you know, grow that hair, man. You know, put your feet up. You've earned it. You know, you're there. Enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Yeah. Interesting. Unfortunately, we have less than a minute left. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. I'm honored. This, is, this has been a great show, even without you, Dane. You're welcome. Dane, you better be here next time, man. I swear to God, Dane. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming out, man. Thank you. If you just want to plug your stuff, YouTube channel, everything, just just go for it. Totally. Have, yeah, a minute left. All right. So for YouTube, it is Matt JLo, M-A-T-T-J-A-Y-L-O. Twitter, JLo Matt. Instagram, Matt JLo. Snapchat and Facebook coming soon. Nice, nice. Yep. Can't wait. This and, of course, the iTunes and all that stuff. iTunes, yeah. We're Spotify, working for it. Yeah, We're working music. for it. We're hungry. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see. We'll see when it comes. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been DMURBF with your host, Brendan Flasky. Thank you guys for tuning in. Catch you next time. You're listening to The Shuffle. Turn it up. Chug-a-lug, chug-a-lug Make you want to holler Hidey-ho Burns your tummy, don't you know Chug-a-lug, chug-a-lug Grape wine in a mason jar Homemade and brought to school By a friend of mine And after class Me and him and this sue the fool Decided we'll drink up What's left Chug-a-lug, so I held myself First time for everything my ears still rang, chug a look, chug a look. Make him wanna holler, hidey ho. Burns your tummy, don't you know? Chug a look, chug a look, 4H and FFA. On the field.